With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A Joe Burrow deal not looking very close. What's that mean for fantasy? It actually means something very, very good. It's very positive news. The more this guy's in the news, the more people are talking about him, the higher his ADP will climb. We've seen it all the time. Fickle Philly in your fantasy draft. He'll go out and draft Joe Burrow a whole five spots ahead of where he normally would just because he got a big fat payday. People are fickle. And it's really, really good news that Joe Burrow has not signed his extension yet. Good for us, not good for him. It's coming, though. It's coming. At some point during this offseason, Joseph, the cigar-smoking Burrow, will become the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League and the highest-paid player in the National Football League. He's getting burrowed. Joe Burrow himself will get burrowed at some point. Burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. But it's good news he hasn't got burrowed yet. So keep stealing him away. We'll talk about that on the on the flip side of the of the intro. Uh, and then we also have Darnold, Jimmy G news. Darnold taking first team reps. Jimmy's Jimmy's potentially going to get cleared. Like we said, he's skate by. We're talking about all that and more. The fantasy football show begins right now. Live from the fantasyfootballshow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So let's let's get to the Joe Burrow situation real quickly, then we'll go over to Sam Darnold, who took all the first team reps, apparently a majority of them. In, in in practice and and to be fair it sounds like the Niners will rotate uh Trey Lance tomorrow will take a majority of first team reps Sam Darnold would take them the next day they seem to be some sort of uh 50-50 rotation between the two quarterbacks we'll get to that in a minute as well as Jimmy G and what that means for all of the the we don't care about Jimmy G's fantasy value we don't care about Sam Darnold's fantasy value Smitty why are you out here talking about this Number one, it's breaking news. This is all breaking news as of the the past few minutes. Okay, so this is not me coming out to to pull in more Jimmy G hate and just spew about it. These are all brand new topics that affect your fantasy football value of all the players involved. We don't care about Jimmy G. We care about Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. Smitty, what about my Adams shares? What about Devontae Adams, Smitty? What about Debo? What about Christian McCaffrey? All that is impacted by these these individuals right here. So we got to go over it. And it's all brand new. Joe Burrow will climb into round three on the regular if he signs a fat new contract. So we don't want him signing a brand new deal right now. We want at least another month or so of, of stealing him away in the fourth round. Over and over 
and over again. Just taking candy from a baby in the fourth round, sometimes top of five. We've done underdog fantasy drafts where this guy's gone in the fifth round. And let me tell you something. This right here, Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow, look at this. Look at this beauty right here. Joe Burrow is not one, not two, not three, not four, not QB5. He is QB6 on Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY. Use promo code SMITTY, the link in the description of the video. The link in every description of every video. Use code SMITTY or the link and get up to $100 bonus match. Guys, we're drafting tonight. We're drafting tonight. Where do we draft Joe Burrow tonight in our drafts? And are you going to be ready for the draft? Let me drop that link in the live chat right now for all of you that want to draft with me tonight because you won't get in if you don't click that right this second and sign up and get ready to go. Otherwise, you're not getting in the draft. You're not going to make it into the draft. Plain and simple, okay? It's that simple. Now, if Joe Burrow signed his contract today and got and got paid the, the biggest deal we've seen in NFL history... He would climb to at least one QB spot, and he would climb probably five to seven draft slots overall. Why? Because people are talking about it. Because Fickle Philly over here that doesn't know what he's doing, Petrified Peter, Worried William, Bob from Accounting, all these individuals will say to themselves, I don't really know what I'm thinking here. I can't think for myself. And if this guy's getting paid the biggest contract in NFL history and he's the number one quarterback, that must mean he's good. So I'm going to go ahead and draft him earlier now. He's on top of mind. On top of mind, increased ADP. That's how it works. So this is great news. Let's hope and pray Joe Burrow gets a fat contract that he deserves, but he gets it just a little bit later. Not yet, Joe. Not yet. Hold off. Let some people get burrowed for a little bit. People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are going to remember it. Get burrowed. Um, yeah, so, uh, and, and this is coming from Ian Rappaport. He said, the wait will continue. Nothing seems intimate. He doesn't think a, a contract's going to happen anytime very soon. There was talk about, hey, do players hold in instead of holding out? Clearly, Joe's not going to hold out. You get fined too heavy in today's NFL, and you can't waive those fines. Back in the day, Zeke Elliott used to hold out for months. And then he'd accrue millions of dollars in fines. And then you knew as soon as he signed his contract, they'd waive the fines. He'd never pay them. Nobody would ever pay the fines when they held out. Holding out was easy. That was easy stuff. That was light work back in the day. Now, if you hold out, you're screwed out of that money. You don't get it waived. You have to pay it. It's mandatory. No, no, no players can hold out anymore. They'll hold in. Holding in means you show up. Oh, yeah, my knee's a little tight. I'm going to go ahead and sit out until I get paid. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be on the field. I'm going to be in the facility. You can't find me. You can't say I'm not here, but I'm going to hold in. And that that is not going to happen with this beautiful man right here, Joe Burrow. There's no way this guy plays ball like that. Okay, he's not holding in. He's not holding in, but he will get paid. This organization respects him. They understand him. They know what they got, and they know their fan base wants it. They know everybody wants it. They know the entire NFL wants it. He will 100% uh, uh, be get paid. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Use that link right there. Let me pin it right now so you guys have it. Pin it. Pin it. Do it live. If it doesn't work, maybe you're not able to do Underdog Fantasy in your state. I'm not sure what state you're in. Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow. All right, let's move on to this dreaded topic that we continue to discuss, 
And, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is news that needs to be discussed. Sam Darnold is taking first-team reps. Here is the report right here, I I believe. Sam Darnold saw the lion's share of first-team reps in 49ers' first vet minicamp practice. Now, the important part here, I know a lot of people are going to say, Smitty, they're going to rotate. First of all, that's not good news. Rotating means they don't see him as the starter. They clearly want to make it a competition, and they they view Sam Darnold important enough to give half of the reps. So don't argue that as a good uh, stance for you. Oh, Smitty, they're just rotating. That's bad. That's bad news. Number one, this is the first. Read this right here. Lion's share of first-team reps at the 49ers' first vet minicamp practice. So he doesn't open up as a starter. Right now, this should tell you Sam Darnold is the lean. Shanahan and the Niners, this this coaching staff that has a very good scheme, he's an offensive savant, this, this Kyle Shanahan, but he's a pitiful decision maker with big personnel decisions. He's awful. He's the worst offensive like decision maker in terms of personnel in the NFL. Plain and simple. And you can come in with your hot take and you can say this, you can say that. But this guy is making mistakes all of the time with the big decisions. When to cut Jimmy G? Jimmy G was released in the minds of everybody. He said goodbye. Jimmy G gave a goodbye speech last year. Went to the podium. Said goodbye. They took his playbook away. He wasn't even able to practice on the field. He was running on the sideline by himself like an injured dog. It was sad. I actually said, you know, a little nostalgia here. Even me. I was like, I feel bad for Jimmy. He's running on the sideline. Can't even be with the team. They, in all intents and purposes, released him. Okay? And Shanahan held on to him, trying to trade him over and over and over. Punch that thumb up button. 95 of you in here. Trying to trade him. And he waited too long, screwed the pooch. They had to bring Jimmy G back. Shanahan tucked his tail between his legs, brought Jimmy G back, didn't protect Trey Lance, didn't use what they could have gotten draft capital for Jimmy G, even if they sold him dirt cheap to try and protect. And the money involved, the 20 plus million dollars tied up in Jimmy G, they could have used in free agency to protect Trey Lance. So don't tell me it worked out in the end, Smitty. They were able to use Jimmy G. That was not Shanahan's plan. He screwed the pooch. He continues to make horrible decisions and decided to elect to go and go after plan B, which was Jimmy G versus protecting plan A, Trey Lance. Trey Lance is set up for failure. And this whole thing of first first vet minicamp practice, you roll out Sam Darnold as your starter. Don't tell me that doesn't indicate he's the lead dog. He's the lead dog. He's In fact, why do I have Trey Lance in front of Sam Darnold in this graphic? Because honestly, it should look like that. And let me make Trey a little smaller because Trey isn't believed in. Trey's here and Sam Darnold is right here. This is how it should look. Because that's how the Niners see this situation. And if anybody in here says, don't worry, Trey Lance is going to win the job, I've got a bridge to sell you. I've got one of those cone helmets to sell you. Where is that thing? 
This, if you believe that Trey Lance is going to start week one, I've got one of these to sell you. These prevent concussions if you wear them during the preseason. We'll have less concussions than ever. I'll sell you one of these right now. Instead of a bridge, I'll sell you a conehead, bro. This is a disaster. And it, it and the Niners, it, it, if, if Purdy isn't ready for week one, and they shove Sam Darnold out there, you're 0-1. I don't even think McCaffrey or the Niner defense can can save this situation in week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense that's going to be gunning for this quarterback. Like, Christian McCaffrey is going to be on the road to injury if you're running these kind of circus games at your quarterback position. Musical chairs at quarterback. Christian McCaffrey is going to get worked into the ground. This is all, someone might say, Smitty, why are we talking about Darnold and Jimmy G? Because it affects all of the fantasy players linked to the situation. Sam Darnold is bad for Christian McCaffrey. Sam Darnold is bad for Debo Samuel. Not being confident in Trey Lance is bad for Debo Samuel. It's bad for George Kittle. If you think that George Kittle is going to be able to be open long enough, break off a a blocking assignment, and run some sort of delayed route, if you think Trey Lance still has the football at that point, you're kidding yourself. This is Jimmy G all over again because guess what? Shanahan doesn't trust Trey Lance to have him be a pocket passer. He called him a dual threat, which means George Kittle is goodbye. You won't see George Kittle at all in the first few weeks if Trey Lance is starting or Sam Darnold is starting. You won't see the football held on to long enough for George Kittle to even get open. That's why he disappeared, went dormant like a bear, hibernated for what a little while, over a year, because Jimmy G couldn't get the football to him. This guy right here, Sam Darnold, you have the the Niners' lead beat writer. What's his name? Matt Mayoko. Matt Mayoko? Matt Mayoko saying something. What did he say? Where is this? I have Matt Mayoko saying a garbage take like this. This is one of the the, the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. Look at this. This is from Matt Mayoko. 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 Whatever the hell his name is. This is the Niners' lead beat writer. The Niners' lead beat writer. This is the leader of the beat writers. Matt Mayoko believes Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in Niners history. That is probably the worst take I have ever seen in my entire 20 plus years of doing this professionally. I haven't seen something so bad as this in my entire life, my entire professional career. I've never seen somebody misjudge football like this guy, Matt Mayako, believes Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in, in 49ers history. I, I, I just don't understand. Is this is this guy 12 years old? Has does he Did he never see... The two quarterbacks named Steve Young and Joe Montana that played football for the Niners? What is this guy saying? What is this guy talking about? This is the lead beat writer for the San Francisco 49ers that everybody seems to relish and call the best uh, sports reporter for the Niners. Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in 49ers history. I don't know. This guy hit his head. 
I don't know, but someone should send an ambulance over there and check on this man because he thinks Sam Darnold is out there throwing missiles and dimes all over the place. And apparently Kyle Shanahan agrees. All of your Debo shares, all of your Ayuk shares, all of your Kittle shares, all of your Christian McCaffrey shares are volatile while this situation continues to crap the bed. While Kyle Shanahan continues to screw up personnel decisions over and over and over. And everybody says, oh, he's so good. He almost got coach of the year, Smitty. Who are you? Who are you sitting behind a desk? I don't care what you think. You either watch the show, you either respect the opinion of the show, or you don't. I don't really care. I care about all the people that, that, that believe in the show. I care about all my awesome viewers. But the haters that will trickle in is what I'm talking about. Saying, oh, Smitty, Smitty, what do you know? What do you know? I know more than this guy. If he thinks that Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in 49er history, I know that Kyle Shanahan botched Jimmy G, didn't release him, screwed up the Trey Lance experiment, traded three first-rounders and some for Trey Lance, hasn't used him, started him against the Texans, who he and he won that game. Trey Lance, playoff implication game, wins against the Texans. What does he do? He pulls him from the lineup. You don't start your rookie QB, have him win a game, and you pull him from the lineup. What kind of moron does that? What kind of coach starts his rookie quarterback he gave up three first-rounders for, didn't play him all year, decides to finally start him at the end of the year in week, what, 16, week 17, he goes out there, wins a playoff implication game, sends the Niners to the playoffs, and what does Kyle Shanahan do? Removes him from the lineup, benches him, raptures him from the lineup, and says, go in, Jimmy G, and lose us a playoff Go in, Jimmy G. Go lose like you always do. Oh, he's such a winning quarterback. Yeah, yeah, sure. Winning is a team stat. And Jimmy G has been riding the coattails of the 49ers winning machine for a while. And everybody tries to to, to link Jimmy G to wins. I'm sorry. The, the Raider fans are going to find out the hard way. And we'll get to Jimmy G in a second. Because this guy's a mess. This guy's an absolute mess, and he's screwing things up over in Las Vegas like he did in San Francisco. And this San Francisco staff is so upset at, at, at Jimmy G. He didn't return phone calls. He he hid his injury. He hid that he needs, needed surgery until it was too late to cut him. Then he announced he needed surgery at the Combine when they couldn't trade him. It ruined all of his, his trade value. They had already said goodbye to him. And he had to come back. Do you know how pissed off Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch were when they botched it because it was their fault for not cutting him and worrying about like it was like four or five million dollars that they could try and if they cut him, it was like twenty-one million dollars they get back. They they lose like five or six million by releasing him. They wanted to get that five or six million. They wanted to trade him. They wanted to figure out a way to trade him. They held on to him too long. Then the injury became known, and then they couldn't cut him. And then guess what? You're stuck with him. You're stuck with him, and he ruined your season. You were stuck with Jimmy G because you made a stupid decision, Kyle Shanahan, and then you lost. You lost because of your dumb decision. 
Your dumb decision to run Trey Lance up the middle like he's Derrick Henry. Your dumb decision not to protect Trey Lance. Your dumb decision to not get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo when you had a chance to get 20 plus million dollars back to then invest in the offensive line, to then invest in protecting Trey Lance. Your dumb decision over and over and over. This is not a guy that makes smart personnel decisions. Waiting to sign Debo Samuel when you're going to do it anyway. And you make the whole the guy upset and the whole fan base upset. The whole fan base was attacking Debo Samuel over and over. I remember because I did a live stream defending Debo. And I said the fan base is being really cruel and, and, and they're not being uh, fair to Debo Samuel who literally put his body on the line, running the ball, becoming a running back. The whole running back room gets hurt in this scheme. So what's Debo do? Steps up and shortens his career and says, I got this, coach. You get me in the offseason, I'll be your starting running back. You're down a guy, you're down five guys, I'll be your starting running back. Debo goes out there and plays out of his mind and plays one of the best wide receiver seasons I've ever seen in the NFL, ever. Most most unique season for a wide receiver I've ever seen, ever seen. This guy walks out and becomes a between-the-tackles running back. As a wide receiver. Blows up. Has an amazing season. Leads, I believe he led the league or he's second in yak yards. I believe he led the league or he's second in yards per catch. Which is an unbelievable stat and feat given he caught nothing but two-yard or negative-yard passes from Jimmy G. Who said, here, take it, Debo. Take it. I don't know how to throw. And Debo did. He took it. He took it to the house very often. And what does Shanahan do? Where are the, the Niner ways to wait? And Debo Samuel's just watching wide receivers get paid money. Watching wide receivers move. And, and, and Tyreek Hill go elsewhere, get the bag. Watch Devontae, As- Devontae Adams go elsewhere and get the bag. And Debo Samuel's just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. Maybe getting low ball offers. We don't, we don't even know how that went down. But... That situation created so much animosity between Debo and the fan base. That situation didn't allow Debo to build rapport with Trey Lance because he wasn't signed and in there. There's so many implications involved. I'm telling you right now, I'm worried about Christian McCaffrey being overworked, run into the ground, and being injured. I'm worried about Debo Samuel having any sort of consistency in 2023. I'm worried about Ayuk ever being noticed and ever, ever being fed properly and consistently. And I'm worried about Kittle vanishing. And I'm worried about the defense getting run down because when the defense is on the field constantly, they get banged up and hurt. And this number one defense in the National Football League, this offense full of all of these weapons that arguably are the number one offense in the National Football League outside of the quarterback position at wide receiver, tight end, running back, there's no more weapons than that. Philly can give them a run for their money, but that's it. This, this offense is loaded. And, and, and this guy can't get a quarterback in here. If Sam Darnold starts week one, it's 0-1. If Sam Darnold starts week two, you're going to be hard pressed. You'll probably beat the Rams with your defense, probably. But but this, this is an awful situation. Trey Lance, his confidence has to be an all-time low right now. This guy's confidence, three first-rounders, he can't even crack the number two quarterback job because Brock Purdy's already been anointed the starter. They haven't even given Trey Lance a a chance to beat him out. Trey Lance never even played with CMC. Trey Lance never played with CMC. Brock Purdy did, and Trey Lance isn't even getting a shot. And this is the first... This is the... Where's where's my graphic here? This is the first vet minicamp practice 
and Sam Darnold led the way. Don't tell me the rotation is going to make you feel all warm and cozy at night and make you feel real safe about Trey Lance's pecking order here and his spot in the pecking order. Don't tell me you're, you're confident that the rotation is normal. He started in the first vet minicamp. This guy, Sam Darnold, started. Trey Lance did not. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? It's awful. It's awful. I feel bad for Niner fans right now because they defend Shanahan, and I don't know why. They keep saying this guy is almost coach of the year, Smitty. Why was he almost coach of the year? Because of Christian McCaffrey. If they did not acquire Christian McCaffrey, which I have good authority to believe is more John Lynch than it was Kyle Shanahan pushing for that trade, even though there's ties to both families. There is ties to both families, but I've had on good authority that that was more of a John Lynch move than it was a Shanahan move. And if that didn't happen, Kyle Shanahan would have been on the hot seat coming out of the season because the Niners wouldn't have made the playoffs. Christian McCaffrey's the glue. Christian McCaffrey was the best trade that that any team could have could have made, and and the Niners did it. You got to give the Niners organization credit for going and getting CMC while other teams sat on their hands. This is the glue of the team. But I've got news for you. The Niners have a one, not a two to three, a one to two year window of staying even remotely close to the same team. They will be far different in two to three years. They have a one to two year window to win a Super Bowl. And they've got this mess of a situation still going on at the quarterback position. Punch that thumb up button on your way in the door. So now on over, before we hit the phone lines, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo this is like this is just crazy. Uh, this situation with Jimmy G, it's nonstop with this guy. The Niners, if you ask a Niner fan, ask a true Niner fan what they think of Jimmy G and the way he hid his injury to the Niners, to the Niner fan base, to everybody, so that he could manipulate his way back onto the roster in 2022. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't announce that he needed surgery until. It was too late to do anything about it, and he was stuck on the roster in 2022 in San Francisco, and it worked out in a horrible fashion, okay? This report here for me in Rappaport says that uh, barring any setbacks, it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo foot surgery is expected to be ready for training camp. If he fails his physical, the Raiders can release him outright and not be punished at all and get their money back because this guy showed up after he signed a or after he agreed in principle to a contract, showed up, didn't tell them he was injured, and failed his physical, and so they had to instead of pulling pulling out of the of the signing to save face, they said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna remove your bonus, your what was it, ten million dollars, seven million dollar, whatever it was, signing bonus, and we're gonna work that in his salary, and you don't get it unless you pass your physical, Jimmy G, lying Jimmy G. Who, who holds back all this, Snake Oil Jimmy G. Snake Oil Jimmy G, who's got the smile, million-dollar smile. Everybody thinks he's the nicest guy in the world, changes cultures, is amazing. This guy smiles when he throws four interceptions at the podium. Says, hey, great, great day today. No, you lost the game. Stop smiling. Wipe that smirk off your face, Jimmy. You just threw four INTs and lost the game. Trey Lance goes down with injury. This guy immediately smiles. And just runs out onto the field. I get it. He gets to play. He's excited. But he showed no like empathy for Trey Lance. Did go up and hug him. I get all that. He's going to do that. 
but this guy was smiling and grinning the moment Trey went down. No sign of worry or concern for him when the injury immediately happened. He went out and smiled. This guy smiles about everything. He doesn't take anything seriously. And this guy's gonna this guy's gonna go in and be the savior of the Las Vegas Raiders. Say goodbye to Devontae Adams. Say goodbye to Josh Jacobs. Those guys are gonna be worth half the price after week two. After week two or three, if Jimmy Garoppolo is under center, and this is what I told everybody was going to happen, because there was a report a, a, a few weeks ago that said that if he doesn't pass his physical and the team reworked his contract because he lied to him, if he reworked his con, if they reworked his contract and if he didn't pass his physical, they could get out of the of the contract and they could release him. I told you it's not going to come to that. Jimmy's so good at what he does, this snake oil, he'll squeeze in and figure out a way to pass his physical just in the nick of time. They're not getting rid of him. They're not getting rid of him. There's no way they're getting rid of him. We do live drafts tonight, every night. Hey, Smitty, when do we draft live? Very, very, very easy. Number one, I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm live whenever news breaks like this video here. This is when we draft. Smitty, are we drafting? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, and, and then, and so, so we, we do a panic chamber Tuesdays, but I usually drop like a Garrett Wilson draft link or something on Tuesday night. We usually do do something, but these are the cemented in draft draft nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, doesn't change Tuesday. We usually do something at the end of the panic chamber. So get ready for that. Jimmy Garoppolo, get ready for your shares. to tank of Jacobs. Jacobs is facing eight man fronts all day long. Jacobs isn't going to be able to see the end zone. If this guy's got 20-20 vision, maybe he could see the end zone barely. But if this guy can't, if this guy's got even something close, less than 20-20, just even slightly less, he can't even squint to see the pylons. They're going to be so far away from the end zone half the time, three and out, uh, hitting a brick wall, 3.5 yards per carry. Uh, yeah, maybe some dump off, sure. Yeah, some some catches for, for lost yardage. Do you think this guy's going to get this football down the field on the regular? Your only hope if you own Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams, because this guy throws hospital balls. This guy's not a vertical threat. He can't throw vertical for his life. And anybody says Adams is Adams, he'll get his. Adams will eat. Don't worry. You don't know what you're talking about because Adams has only had a vertical threat quarterback he's only had Derek Carr he's only had Aaron Rodgers and both those guys throw missiles down the field constantly and they laser lock on one wide receiver like Big Ben did with Antonio Brown this guy Adams has never played with the quarterback that doesn't laser lock that can't throw more than 12 yards down the field that that throws hospital balls that will get him injured Devontae Adams as you know it is no longer Devontae Adams could he rebound in some way shape or form Absolutely could. Absolutely could. Devontae Adams, if he gets traded, if he gets traded out of Las Vegas, which could happen midseason, if they bring in another quarterback like Wentz, maybe Adams eats but doesn't get the touchdowns, four or five, six touchdowns on the year, but maybe he gets the yardage somehow, some way with Wentz, but not not, not anything close to what he was doing yardage-wise. He'll be a very watered-down version of Devontae Adams. As of right now, he's not even a watered-down version of Devontae Adams. Jacobs is not even a watered-down version of Josh Jacobs. This guy destroys all the fantasy value and appeal of Las Vegas Raider players. Tread lightly 
Enter into these situations at your own risk and don't say I didn't tell you so and the phone lines are open. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Phone lines are open. Dial into the show. I appreciate you all being here. Uh, I'll put the phone number on the screen. But uh, that is the news for the moment. Uh, dial in if you've got anything. And uh, if you want to, you know, discuss the counterpoints to any of this, you know, absolutely. Absolutely come in. Um, let's see. Adams still might get suspended too for pushing that reporter. I don't know. I think we would have heard something by now on that. I don't think that's a threat. I wouldn't consider that a, a part of why you'd avoid him. But I, I think that all the other parts are enough to say why even draft him in the second round. Alave's in round two. Like, why go near him? When you can get Alave, why go near him? When you can get Brees Hall, why go near him? When you can, like, I would rather go after a Jahan Dotson way later as my wide receiver target and go Jalen Hurt shopping in round two. Like, why go after? Like, let me ask you a question: Would you take Jalen Hurts and Jahan Dotson over Devontae Adams and a quarter a quarterback you're getting in round seven or eight? Assuming that you know you don't get. Uh, uh, you don't get T-Law down in, in the 8 territory, but Jahan Dotson is going around 8. We'll call it round 8, round 9. You could get Jahan Dotson in 8 or 9 who could who could arguably outscore Devontae Adams. Don't shake your head. Don't shake your head. The, Jahan Dotson is going to break out. And, and even if he doesn't, he's probably scoring what Adams is scoring. Even if he disappoints, he probably scores what Adams scores unless Adams gets traded midseason and he has a very slow weeks one through seven or eight and then he gets traded to a great situation like Buffalo or something crazy like that and then Adams is able to do something. But but I'd much rather go secure quarterback or running back shopping in round two than go Devontae Adams. If Adams falls into round three, I can understand the situation round three is is very different landscape than round two, but at current ADP value where Adams is in round two, safely nestled into round two, give me the quarterback. I'd rather go early quarterback shopping. I'd rather go Hurts or Mahomes, even though I love Joe Burrow around four or five. If I'm stuck in a spot where I'm looking at Adams and a bunch of players, like I get sniped and I'm sitting there at 18 and Adams is there. I don't care if it's 18 and I'm sitting there and Olave's gone and I'm like, God, all the guys I want are gone. I'll take Mahomes or Hurts or or Josh Allen in a millisecond and go wide receiver later. I don't need Adams there. Adams does me no good there. That's all downside in round two because even in a perfect world, Jimmy's not throwing him 10 plus touchdowns. Jimmy may somehow, some way, if the offense is schemed around sh- short passes to Adams and they're smart enough to do that and they can it can they can implement it in a way that works, which it won't, because this team has the top bottom four, top bottom five defense in the National Football League. Their field position is gonna be awful. That leads to a lot more three and outs, and it's gonna be a disaster from the jump. Uh Ron, you're live. Huh? You're live. Oh, I thought you said I was late. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mars, Mars Man Run. By the way, and these cards, these cards are going out. Go ahead. Bo Callahan to quarterback 
the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> I <Nope>. mean, <laughs> Donald. <laughs> Here we go. This, oh. this, this is Bo, Bo Callahan reminds me of Jimmy G. I'm just going to put Bo Callahan right here in front of Jimmy G. Um, uh, he reminds me of Sam Darnold. Ever since that movie came out, when that movie came out, I thought of Sam Darnold, and that was the same time that Sam Darnold was coming out. I thought, there's Bo Callahan live right there. All right, let's put, <laughs> let's put Bo Callahan up for Sam Darnold, too. It reminds me of both of them. <laughs> Bo Callahan. Yeah. You guys hear Bo, Bo Callahan, Callahan took first team reps in Niners. We should do a little spoof on that. Let, let, let's, yeah. let, let's, do, let's do it real quickly. Ron, Ron, hang tight real quick. This is I'm going to cut this up. Ready? Just hang tight real quick. From the fantasyfootballshow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Breaking news, Justin. Bo Callahan has now taken first team reps for the 49ers in the first vet practice Bo Callahan is now the starting quarterback for the San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> just messed it up for the San Francisco 49ers. And now Trey Lance gets traded. Where, Ron? Where's Trey Lance getting traded? Cleveland. Can you imagine that? I don't know. I don't know where Trey can go. He'll go somewhere pathetic where he can't even do anything. He'll go to Tennessee. He'll go. He'll go to. Uh, I don't know. Bo Callahan. Also, this just in, nobody attended Bo Callahan's birthday party. So, we're not expecting this to work out well. And nobody attended Trey Lance's birthday party either. The Niners are in trouble. Yeah, but you remember, he's the only one to have the balls to tell the lie and have the balls to stick up for the lie. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love, I love that. Uh, yeah, Scott, call in if you if you disagree with anything that I'm saying. I would love for a Niner fan to call in, especially media who always talks tough in the chat, and then when he calls in, he agrees with me. Um, Scott, you want to call in too? I got jokes. I got jokes all day long because this situation's a joke. The way Shanahan runs his quarterback room is an absolute joke. Shanahan as a quarterback decision maker. Understand what I'm saying. Scheme-wise, I'm not talking about scheme. Offensive savant and play calling and play creation and scheme creation. I'm not ripping on Kyle Shanahan. Offensive quarterback decision-making joke. Shanahan is a joke of a decision-maker when it comes to quarterbacks. When it comes to picking a quarterback, deciding when to, when to jump off and leap into the into the ocean... And go feet first. He doesn't know what he's doing. Shanahan, I don't know what it is about Shanahan where he craps the bed with quarterbacks, but he doesn't know quarterbacks. Call me up and debate me. Call me up and tell me how great he is. Hey, hey, Smitty. Yeah. Guess what? What? DJ Watt is going to take uh, Devontae Mack's role. And you go, watch me sack him four times in one game. That's going to be the opening game. I I can't wait to see I can't wait to see him versus Bo Callahan. He's going to rip Bo Callahan's head off. Lance to the Lions. I'm you know what I I wouldn't hate it, but like I don't know that they need it nor do they want to go after that. Think about it logically. They got Hen and Hooker. They drafted Hen and Hooker. They like Hen and Hooker. Goff they believe in. You might not believe in Goff. They believe in Goff. 
and they don't think that Trey Lance is better than Goff. Why would anybody think Trey Lance is better than Goff at this point? Why would anybody believe in Trey Lance, period? He can't even get the number two job in San Francisco. Hey, you know, actually a good landing spot for Trey would be, since we don't know how much time really Rodgers is going to play one or two years, New York Jets. Yeah, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad spot. Hold on a second, Ron. Hold on a second. The fantasy football show. Who's this? Who's this? What's up, Steve-O? Appreciate, appreciate you dialing in. What did you want to talk about, Steve-O? Hey, Smitty. Yeah, so, no, I'm a, I'm a diehard Niners fan. I think you know that. But, no, I, I think you are bang on with everything you've been saying. I think it's an absolute joke how they've handled this whole situation. And I could see Trey maybe going to Minnesota as the future plan for um, when Kirk's done. What are your thoughts on that? That's, you know what? And, and, and somebody that loves Cousins will let Ron speak to this after, but th- there's definitely some mutual interest in keeping Cousins long-term. There's definitely some interest in moving on. And they, they've talked about the, the team has definitely proven both of those things true. So it's not like Cousins is a lock to stay. So that wouldn't be a bad idea um, to kind of have that plan in place. And then... You know, you could go down that road, and if it doesn't work out, move on. I think you could get Trey pretty cheaply. The question is, would Kyle Shanahan trade him for anything less than a first-rounder? Because nobody's giving a first-rounder for a player that he's not even interested in keeping himself. Like, when you make a fantasy trade, guys, tell me I'm wrong. But if you're going to, if you want to trade away Keenan Allen, what is the first thing you do if you can't use him? You put him in your lineup. You put them in your lineup and then you send trade offers out. You don't want the person coming back to your team and seeing he's on your bench. You want him in your lineup and you want to act like, oh, this guy's great. This guy's my wide receiver 2-3. You're getting. You don't put him on your bench. You don't You don't show your hand. And if any of you are doing that, take a lap. If you trade a player, you need to showcase him. And Kyle Shanahan's doing the exact opposite of showcasing Trey. He's shitting all over Trey. All over Trey. Just just completely blasting Trey. He, he Trey can't even start day one of vet camp. This is vet camp right now. Vet practice. Vet practice, he can't even start. He's not even starting the first practice. It's Sam Darnold. What does that tell you? They're, they're not getting anything for Trey. I don't, I don't even know if they get a second rounder at this point. I really don't. And, and, and yeah, no. Imagine... Go ahead. I honestly couldn't even agree. I couldn't agree more with that. Like, uh, and to your point, like he hasn't even played with CMC, and this guy can't even start the vet camp when he's the only vet QB on the roster as of right now, besides Purdy, obviously. Yeah. Um, this right here, Trey just might not be it. I mean, he might not be anymore. He might not be anymore. Like that. That's not. That's not to say he couldn't have been like there's there's something to Jalen Hurts escaped what could have been a very bad unspot like a spiral a spiral out of control type of situation he was not trusted by his former coaching staff his former coaching staff started Jalen Hurts not last not not this past year obviously not the year before that when he had his first you know solid season you know where people didn't really believe in him 
he start, his first NFL start was like week, I want to say like 11 or 12 or something of his rookie year. He came in, his first NFL start, if I remember correctly, it was like 340 yards or 400 yards and three touchdowns, three or four touchdowns. And his second start, which was like week 13 or something, so it was like back-to-back, week 12 and 13, if I remember correctly. He came out through for another 300 yards and another three touchdowns, I believe. And then the next game, his third game, he had kind of a rough first half. They benched him. They benched him after, and, and, and Dynasty Worlds went crazy after those first two weeks, rightly so, and then they all dialed back after, and everybody said he was garbage because he got benched. He got benched. When you get benched, it is very, very hard to not let it affect the trajectory of your career, and Trey Lance was started against the Houston Texans, not this past year, the year prior. He won the game. It was a playoff implication game. And Shanahan benched him, pulled him from the lineup, put Jimmy G in, and that ended off in an awful fashion. Um, I don't know that Trey can rebound from this, especially if you add on being benched, being hurt, hearing Brock Purdy's the starter, being told Brock Purdy's the starter, hearing your teammates say, this is Brock Purdy's locker room. Like, how does this guy have any confidence left at all? So work for what you got. Maybe this is true now, but this is Kyle Shanahan's fault. If this is true, this is Kyle Shanahan's fault. The last time he started a game prior to the beginning of the season where he'd already been benched and his confidence was shattered, he went out, played in a mud bowl in week one. You can't you can't, you know, count that Chicago game against him. That was an absolute mud bath. And in, and he broke his ankle in the very beginning of week two. He only has that Houston Texans win to look at. And so this is Shanahan's fault. All Shanahan's fault. All of it. I couldn't agree more. Totally, totally disappointing. Like last year when Trey went down, I thought it, it lowered our chances to like win the Super Bowl by a significant amount. Uh, it's, it's just like you said yesterday, it's super depressing just seeing this kid. He's got all the tools, all the talent. He's a good leader. You know, he's um, he doesn't point fingers. He takes the blame. Even that game against the Bears there when he lost, Everything in the post-game uh, interview was, I could have done this better. I, it all starts with me. I should have done this better. He didn't blame nobody. He took all the blame. But, no, I totally agree. Completely Shanahan's fault. Super frustrated, man. We're still talking about the Niners QB at this point. It's crazy to me. Um, and, and Young says, I'm a big Niner fan, and Smitty is turning me against them, LOL. Look, I don't want to turn you against the Niners. I have a lot of Niner followers and I think if you know me well enough you know I'm not against the Niners I'm against Shanahan it's not me against the Niners I I I routinely call the Niners the number one or number two defense just because I like the Jets defense a lot and I think they're going to improve because the Jets if you look at the Jets defense and you say they can't be better than the Niners defense I beg to differ only because we've only seen the Jets defense with a mediocre offense and when you have a mediocre offense and you can't move the football down the field your defense is put in different spots and they can't dominate as much they cascade off each other and if your offense is moving the football down the field and keeping your defense fresh and off the field your defense is going to be fire it's going to be more fire so watch the Jets improve like double time because they're not on the field as much and the offense is getting the defense in good field position, it works both ways. The defense gets the offense in good field position. The offense gets the defense in good field position. That's the nature of, of football. And so, but but back to what I was saying, Young, I think the Niners have the number one or number two defense in the National Football League. I think the Eagles and the Niners by far have the best offensive weapons in the National Football League. 
And I, there's a lot of teams that have good. Look, the Bengals have amazing weapons. I get it. But the, this is this is unbelievable, these two units. And the difference is Jalen Hurts is a top one to four quarterback. And the Niners don't have any signal caller to command all this weaponry. So why even have it? Why even have it? You had a chance to go get Lamar. You didn't even, uh, and they didn't have a first rounder, so they couldn't necessarily make that offer sheet in the beginning, you know, stages before the NFL draft. But they could have maybe discussed how to to, to make a trade with the the Ravens later. They had no interest. They had zero interest in going and getting Lamar. Lamar would win the Niners a Super Bowl. Young, if you had Lamar Jackson on that roster, I believe you would win a Super Bowl in 2023. If you had Aaron Rodgers on the roster, I believe you would win a Super Bowl in 2023. I think the Niners are just one quarterback away. Problem is, you got a one to two year window max before this landscape completely changes for the 49ers. You will not even be the same team at all three years from now. You have a one to two year window. Young, don't let me talk you out of being a Niner fan. I am very much a fan of all of my Niner fans. I'm a fan of them. I'm just not a fan of Shanahan. Big difference. Please don't don't dislike your Niner team because of me. Uh, real quickly, go ahead, Steve-O. You got anything else? Or Ron? Either one? Uh, I, I just want to say one quick thing. Uh, I know I know how frustrating it can be uh, talking to some Niner fans sometimes with the whole Jimmy G and defending Kyle Strahan and whatnot. No, I just want to say as a Niner fan, as much as I don't like to hear some of this stuff, it's honestly the truth. And no, you have the nickname on the quad box there, Trey's agent. I know how much you like Trey. Yeah. I like Trey a lot too. So no, I, I appreciate it, and I, I appreciate how unbiased you are, even though you're a Cards fan. I always think your Niner content is spot on, so I appreciate you. Smitty. Thanks, I appreciate. Hey, stay on the line if you can. If you got to work, no problem. But if you want to stay on the line, uh, on the line and jump right, in, sure. and, in and out here, Ron. What else? What else you got? And, and Ron, I know you believe that the Niners are losing Week One no matter what, just because you've got this bias, you know, thick. I mean, these goggles, these, these Steeler goggles, have to be about that thick. I think your Steeler goggles are are more thick than they are wide if I had to guess, but you're not wrong. doesn't mean you're wrong. You're wearing these thick goggles, but in week one, if they rule Sam Darnold out, I'm heading over to Underdog Fantasy, promo code SMITTY on the on the higher lows, and I'm grabbing the Steelers, and I hate to say that for all my Niner fans out there, but Sam Darnold as your starter? Like, this is going to be, the, the Steelers are going to rip him apart, and I know that this, the Niner defense will try to do their thing too. And they will be pretty successful, I think, rattling the Steeler offense because they're the number one, number two defense in the in the National Football League. Uh, very, very, very tough defense. But guess what? Defenses get worn down. In the third and fourth quarter, if Sam Darnold isn't doing his job, the Niners will start to pick their spots and be able to score points. And guess what you can do against the Niners? If you score 21 points, you can beat them. The Niners are so good at holding teams below like 21 points and winning, but when they don't do that, their offense can't score. They've got Kittle and Ayuk and Debo and McCaffrey, but they've struggled for so many years until Christian McCaffrey. They've struggled to score like 21 points or more. Like how is Christian McCaffrey going to do all this by himself against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense? He can't. He'll do his best. Ron, talk to him. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody thinks it's a pipe dream that the Steelers are going to beat the Niners, but that's what's going to happen. And it doesn't matter to the score because the Steelers are used 
playing Baltimore twice a year, we're used to low-scoring games. We're used to pulling out low-scoring games. We're used to fourth-quarter wins. Um, that's just who we are. We, we More times than not, we come back in the fourth quarter and win those close games. So um, that's just what it is. The 49ers, they're going to be wore down. They're going to be wore down. They're going to be frustrated. The defense is going to get frustrated because they're going to have to spend a lot of time on the field because Darnold's not going to be able to move them down the field. And uh, yeah, Darnold. Darnold. Oh, can I? Hey, media, gonna can be coming up with an excuse under the. They're going to come up with every excuse underneath the Golden Gate Bridge of why they lost that first game, and it'll probably be, well, it's just the first game. It's like a preseason game. It's like uh, you know whatever excuses they use, they'll use. Yeah. Uh, let's let's look at a, a a positive take on it. And and again, you can feel this way, Jared. I don't want you to think I'm going to come at you if you feel differently than me. Um, I'll only I'll only I'm only going to be aggr- aggressive toward takes that are you know what I'm saying. Like you can have this feeling, and and I don't blame you for wanting to believe in it. This is only honestly if Jimmy G and Purdy can be top QBs in there. I'm good with Darnold too. He's better than both of those guys. Not saying he's good though. LOL. So, I mean, like you have, you have optimistic expectations, but you're not like your fearless leader beat reporter. Um, what's his name? Uh, Matt Mayako saying that Darnold is, might be the most talented thrower in 49ers history, which is just a joke. It's a like, how do you, how do you read anything else he writes ever again at that point? It's like, what, what is, what is he looking at? What is he looking at? Uh, you want me to hop on media? Media, we're just dying for it. I've just been waiting. The show hasn't hasn't been the same since you got on last, so please come back, come in and save it. You can dial in the the phone numbers on screen. Media, call in and tell me that I'm right. Act. I, I think he says he's agreeing with me in the chat this time, but usually media will say stop capping Smitty, and then he calls in and goes, "No, you're right." <laughs> the media. Uh. Mighty Buffoon, appreciate Mighty Buffoon in here. In 2018, Sam Darnold was drafted before Josh Allen. Still can't believe that happened. Bro, this is Sam Darnold. I remember when Sam Darnold hype was kicking into gear, and I was so against it. I was like, this guy's this guy's average. He's a mid. He's a mid. And and that term wasn't even used back then. Um, I don't know what term I used. Probably this guy is uh, cheeks or whatever. This guy, this guy definitely is not a good quarterback. He's a mediocre quarterback. He's in the National Football League. Let's let's give, I guess, all quarterbacks, even Jimmy G, a little respect and say they're good quarterbacks in in the in the sense of the world. But we're we're not here to to give out second place trophies and everybody gets a ribbon. Like we're talking about, you know, competitive football, and you're not going to be competitive at the NFL level with Sam Darnold or Jimmy G throwing. Uh, uh, you know, just just horrible footballs into the dirt. Um, Oscar, you're live on the fantasy football show. Oscar, what can I do for you, pal? Hey, hey, hey what up, Uh, hang hang tight, media. Uh, I'll go to you next. Oscar, go ahead. Right. Hey, uh, I had a question in uh in the chat earlier. Of those membership miles, something, but uh, oh, I'm sorry. Call and ask. No, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I didn't have enough space to put the full thing. So, long story short, in a super flex dynasty league, would you trade Christian Watson and Ramondre Stevenson for Bijan? 
Christian Watson for Ramondre Stevenson and who? So Christian Watson and uh, Stevenson for Bijan. Wow. Uh, can you give me your team? Uh, yeah. One second. Um, Don't crash. Uh, so C. Watson and Stevenson for Bijan. I'm going to say I'm going to say in a nutshell, yes, I would. But it does matter. Like what I don't want you to do is trade into a situation where you've got Bijan, but you don't have enough support around it to win, and then you just you just kind of like utilize Bijan for seven, eight straight years and never win anything. You know, but in a, in general, I'm going to say I want Bijan. I want Bijan Stevenson. We don't really know what his dynasty value truly is, to be honest. And I like Stevenson in the third round. Um, I, I like him in the third round, but I don't like him in dynasty as much, near as much, because I don't know what he's going to do in three years from now, two years from now, one year from now. Watson, as much as I love Watson, he's a moon man. We're taking him in like three and a half to fourth round territory. You still, it's a little bit of an unknown. Bijan is number one overall next year. You know, he's almost number one now. So, like, number one overall next year. Guy could be a force for five, six years. This might be a guy that does, you know, play that 28 season that we are, we're always so concerned about. Like, he would be one of those guys that I could see myself going, yeah, he's going to do it again for 20. You know, I don't know. We'll give, give him five, six years, and then we'll, we'll take a year to year after that. But, I mean... It just depends. Can you win with Bijan? If you do this trade, do you still have enough depth to win? If so, then punch it. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Did you want me to read off? Uh, just give me your starters. I don't need I don't need the whole whole bench. Okay. Uh, we got Love, Stevenson, Najee, uh, Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you're good, bro. Um, Smash it. Alave. Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> Smash it, bro. You got plenty of depth for this move. Plenty of it. You're gonna you're gonna have Bijan and, and, and Najee, and you got Alave, uh, Amon Ra, and who else did you say your third receiver was? This is Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Bro, yeah, smash that. You have the perfect team to do this trade. Like you can even overpay if you had to. If you said give me a second rounder, throw it in. Throw in two second rounders. Give him a second rounder just for being a good guy and bringing his this trade to you. You know. Like as, as a tip, right? Here, here's a second now, rounder. This, this, little tip. Cool. So this, this same guy also has Gibbs. Uh, so I don't know if either or. I, I just figured if you know if I'm going to be doing two for one, I might as well go for Bijan and go big. But what are your thoughts regarding that? Like to get Gibbs as well? No, no. Either or. I, I, I mean, I doubt he'd do oh. both for. Uh, I wouldn't do that same deal necessarily for Gibbs. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I have to really ponder it, but I, I think it's different for Bijan. It's just a different trade. I feel like you're, you know, you definitely probably, I probably wouldn't with Gibbs, even though I love Gibbs. Gibbs is a little bit more of a risk that you've got to bake in, and you're not baking it in if you do that trade. So definitely do it for Bijan. But if you got to throw in something like a couple second rounders, do it, bro. Do it. All right, um, cool. pre- appreciate you, you man. Uh, you can hang tight on the line here if you want, if you got anything else. Uh, 49er Media, what say you about your debacle, debacle of a quarterback situation there in San Francisco? Yeah, um, definitely disappointed just because 
I've become a really big Trey Lance fan ever since he's gotten left, and then I know how much you've obviously loved Trey Lance because from the quad box, you know, you'd be like Trey Lance to the moon. You know, you'd say so many he could, he could be positive good, things about him, and it, and it's just so unfortunate. Like, I don't get why he's not getting the chance. Like, the thing is, and this is nothing against Brock Purdy too, but it's like. Jimmy Garoppolo, right when he came in in, what was it, 2017, I think, right? When we traded for him, he looked great for five games. And then look what happens when, you know, he ends up, you know, people got a little bit more film on him. He, he just doesn't look as good. And so I, I just don't like to take, you know, such small sample size. But again, Brock Purdy, I, I don't think it's nowhere close to Jimmy Garoppolo. But it's just, yeah, man, Trey Lance needs to be given the chance he needs, and when he, I mean, he needs to be given the chance. He should not have to have anyone behind him. The, the thing with the Niners is they haven't even get, said anything about him. They only talk about Brock Purdy and then Sam Darnold, and they don't even talk about Trey Lance. They don't, they haven't, like, at least to the media, that they haven't said anything encouraging that, you know, we are fully behind Trey Lance and he's going to get all the team for or all the first team reps like the Niners just haven't even said that and that's what the annoying and just sad part yeah, about it yeah is. it's um, it's it's no, crazy I'm definitely agreeing with everything you've said today okay. yeah it, it's crazy that like the pro the problem I have like if you want to say tell me tell me in a one sentence or two sentences why Shanahan is horrible with this type of stuff not that he's not great in so many other ways. People don't listen to me. They end up saying, well, then why did the Niners do so well? Why have they been to the NFC Championship game? Like, listen to what I'm saying. That he's such a good offensive yeah. mind that you he, he somehow, some way, figures out how to still, with his weakness, still do well. But if he can master his, his weakness, like I always tell people in fantasy, mm -hmm. turn your weakness into a strength. If Shanahan could at least hand these duties off to somebody else, let John Lynch make all the personnel decisions, and you take your scheme out there and you win with it. Shanahan's a great scheme guy, yeah. but the, the one thing I could I could sum this up and say is that Shanahan to do what he did with Trey Lance in Week 16 or was it Week 16 or Week 17? You won that Houston Texan game two years ago. I think it was Week. Um, I think Week 17. So Week 17. Trey Lance wins this game to get you guys into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. To bench him for Jimmy Garoppolo just shows how incompetent Shanahan is with these types of decisions. It would be different if it was like Goff, somebody that was proven that 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 you know was playing well. Mm -hmm. Like Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is who you remove your you traded three first rounders for. If you're going to remove a guy from the lineup after he wins a game that's been waiting to start all year long and you're going to actually try and potentially damage his confidence, it better be for an amazing quarterback. Like Aaron Rodgers. You draft Aaron Rodgers back up. Quarterback, mm -hmm. you, th you throw love in there when Aaron Rodgers is there. Rodgers is back. He can play again. You remove love. That's, that's different. But yeah. to remove Trey Lance from the lineup for Jimmy Garoppolo shows how incompetent he is with these quarterback and personnel decisions. It's it's ridiculous. And to in the same sense, not quick. hold on. In the same same sense, not give Trey Lance the keys to the offseason, at least. Even if you're in your mind saying Purdy's our guy. Okay, shut up about it. 
Okay, shut up about it. Let Purdy be your guy in silence. If you can't give Trey Lance the keys over newly acquired, still learning the offense, Sam Darnold, you're doing it again. You're doing it again. It's not like you're giving the keys to somebody that's got this great track record that's coming in that makes sense. You're literally shitting all over Trey Lance for Sam Darnold. It's incompetence. And And when people defend Shanahan, at least understand what I'm saying. Don't defend him on this topic. You want to defend him overall and say his strengths over overwhelm his weakness and we still love Shanahan. I get that and I can get behind you thinking that. I wouldn't agree with you, but I can get behind you thinking that. But if you're going to defend Shanahan and act like he's making smart personnel decisions in the offseason, I don't know what you're on. I don't know what you're on because it's got to be something good. It's got to be what Matt Mayoko's on. When he calls Sam Darnold the the most talented thrower in 49er history, this this beat reporter, unreal. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. And the thing is, to me, I, I think it has to also go with just the, the amount of like the ego Kyle Shanahan has, because that's the biggest thing. Also, I believe that we haven't won a, a Super Bowl, um, despite you know this this whole quarterback debacle. Like, it's just, I think, hasn't been able to build that trust with Trey Lance. And it wasn't Trey Lance's fault that he got hurt. You literally ran in power screen in him. Okay, you, you're the one who called that play. You, you're the reason that he probably got hurt, right? You, you just need to, you got to build that trust, even if it's going to take time. It, it, the thing it, is, you're the one who... You're the one who was the one who selected Trey Lance, right? He was the one who decided to draft Trey Lance. Give well, a shot. you know you were going to have to be patient with him because Trey Lance is no more we're close to the amount of experience uh, as a guy like Brock Purdy. They really college, pa- right? Yeah. Trey Lance, Trey Lance only had like that one season and then a game and then COVID, right? So the whole season got canceled. And then, yeah, I get that he's raw and you decided to bench him for the first year. But the thing is, he was so raw that he should have been starting from the get-go no matter yeah. what. You, what, what, what I, I get that we're like, oh, we're a Super Bowl contender team. But the thing is, now you're just pushing it back more and more. Like this, right. this window's, like you were saying, there's only one or two more seasons of this window. Yeah, you, basically Trey Lance, you, like what I said to you guys on the quad, to everybody on the quad box on when we did the Niners show on this stuff all the time in the offseason – I said that you're mm-hmm. going to start Jimmy G and you're going to fall short and it's going to be for nothing. The entire season will be for nothing anyway. If you don't win, if you're not first, you're last. So who yeah. cares about you know going yeah. to an NFC championship game? Trey could have been ready. And instead, you tried to win a Super Bowl with Jimmy. You failed, and you wasted that opportunity. And so that's what, yeah, that's what I was saying the whole time that rookie season. This right here, mm-hmm. they really passed on Brady too. This is just one of the many things Shanahan does and did when he said Jimmy Garoppolo. Brady was begging, begging to come to the Niners before that, that he went. Was John hold, Lane, hold on, actually, hold on, me. Before he, before he went to, before he went to Tampa Bay. Brady was begging to come to the Niners, regardless of who was all involved in that. John, Kyle, everybody, the entire Niner organization. Somebody should have pressed the button, an override button, and said, I don't care what any one of you think. We're pressing this button and bringing Tom Brady in. Tom Brady was begging to come to the Niners. Instead, he went to Tampa and immediately the first year won a championship. And this man, 
uh, or Kyle or John might have said it. John might have said it that that Jimmy is only marginally lesser than Tom Brady is what we feel is I think what John word. So unless unless yeah. Kyle was to come out and refute that, I believe he spoke for everybody when he said that, and that was one of the worst decisions the Niners could have ever made. Is because you had you could have had one or two championships by now if you brought brought in Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, all right, hang tight, media. I want to I want to move on to a different uh, topic or potentially someone right. else. Uh, Ron Navy, do you have anything you want to add or anything else you want to talk about? Twelve thirty p.m. Eastern. Nope. Clinton. Twelve thirty p.m. Eastern. We draft. Uh, when we do draft night. Appreciate you, uh, Clinton, for dropping that. We always draft around twelve midnight, midnight to twelve thirty Eastern. Uh, Tuesday is panic chamber, but. We do usually do some sort of draft at the end. Any Moonman League news recently? Uh, all that's going to be made known very, very soon. I'm still working on the details. What I decided we're probably going to do, as long as all my Moonman and Marsman are in agreement, we will create some sort of like D-League list of people that will be in a sub-league that has nothing to do with competing with the Marsman or Moonman to be the alternate if for any reason a Moonman or Marsman drops out. If a Marsman drops out, of mo- the winning... The second place moon moonman will jump into that league, but but if we have like a vacancy, then we can pull it from this like third group or whatever. But we'll have to see. Um, I got a, a peanut butter waivers with a six month uh, six six month um uh, message here. A happy six months peanut butter and waivers. He says like the stream. Appreciate you for dropping that. Uh, Steve O, you got anything else you want to add? No, I think that's all. Thanks, Mitty. Appreciate you. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. Uh, 49er Media, any other... Uh, how? What's going to happen with Christian McCaffrey? Because my honest take is that if Sam Darnold's back there under center, McCaffrey's got a much higher likelihood of getting run into the ground and breaking. Because this guy, two years ago, Media, uh, or a year ago, we were... A year ago. A year yeah. ago. We were worried about whether this guy could ever play a full season again. And he came out and exploded, and he did amazingly. But from a fantasy football perspective, from just a general casual spectator's perspective, I don't think anybody's sitting here looking at this situation and going, yeah, CMC's going to stay healthy. He's already a concern to stay healthy. He takes care of his body as as good as anybody, if not better. I'm really, really excited about Christian McCaffrey whenever he's on the field. I'm not going to lie. I love owning the guy. He's an absolute marvel in fantasy football. But this is this is a running back room that historically gets injured. This is a quarterback room that historically gets injured. And you could keep saying it's dumb luck all you want, but it's not. It's not because it continues to happen. And there's there's some you know identifiable reasons in terms of how the scheme blocks and moves around and pulls, and you've got linebackers getting blocked by by tight ends and and running backs and things that really put the quarterback and the running back in vulnerable positions. And so there's a and you abuse them, you run them into the ground. There's real concern for Christian McCaffrey playing 17 games this year, and if Sam Darnold's your quarterback, that concern is amplified. I the the thing is I'm gonna say I I, I don't even think completely maybe it matters a little bit but whoever is the starting quarterback I still expect us to run the ball a lot because the thing is that that's what the Niners do right we're the we're a run first offense pass second offense right when we we use the pass for the play action the running game is the main thing of it 
And so, yeah, I think definitely there's concern because, you know, Christian McCaffrey, obviously, like you said, has been hurt for, you know, the majority of his career, unfortunately, you know, has had like a season where, you know, he did play full season. And then luckily this year, he, he was mostly healthy. But honestly, I'm just, yeah, I just, I just think that the Niners are going to run the ball. A He's not going to be wide open. He's not going to be wide open. If Sam Darnold's back there, especially against the Pittsburgh Steeler defense, you're going to have—I don't know if Ron's yeah. still here—you're going to have, you're going to have that Pittsburgh Steeler defense just completely, you know, mm-hmm. trying to shut down Christian McCaffrey and they say, "We dare Sam Darnold to win the game. We dare it. We dare him. Let him do yeah. it. Let him do him. Give give him single coverage. Give him half coverage. Every wide receiver gets half coverage with Sam Darnold back there." And, and let's just stack the box against Christian McCaffrey. And I know he catches passes as well. I know he's really slippery. He's mm-hmm. such a good player. And, and he's the kind of guy that can run for 30 yards and catch 60 or 70 yards. But Pittsburgh's going to be eyeballing him everywhere. And I have a bad feeling if Sam Darnold starts week one, even if Trey starts week one, I'm going to be honest with you. As much as I've loved Trey, at this point, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. I, because there's so much negativity and confidence is is probably shot and he's just, he's on borrowed time he's getting his he's getting the, not only is he worried about Sam Darnold coming in at halftime he's worried about Brock Purdy stealing his job guaranteed when Brock Purdy's ready to go and all they're doing is sending Trey out to yeah. get beat up by the Niners in week 1 so he can look awful and then they put Sam Darnold in against the Rams and they go 1 and 1. You lose game 1 against the Pittsburgh Steelers with Trey Lance under center and he gets blasted by a, one of the better defenses in the National Football League with no confidence. Then you put Sam Darnold in against the the Rams and Trey gets more bad luck with that sort of arrangement. And then Brock Purdy comes in and you guys win another game and then it's like Trey Lance is a bust. Trey Lance is a bust. I, I just I don't know that I I don't know that I even if I knew Trey was starting week one I don't think I want to own him in fantasy I don't think I want anything to do with him and I I hate to say that because I've been so high on him I don't, I don't but blame he's, you but he's ruined I just feel like I feel like Shanahan ruined him yeah no I definitely agree um, that, that's what it stings too because it's like man. We thought, okay, once we draft Trey, you know, we're not going to have to talk about the quarterback position. You shouldn't have. Watching yet. You shouldn't have talked about it. We're having to talk about it. That's literally what we all we talk about the entire offseason. Like the past Jimmy, so I, yeah. Jimmy should have been I, I don't cut. like how we've been handling this either. Um, but we'll see. But I, I do have to. All right, media. Go, yeah, all right, media. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for letting me hop on. Yep. Later, pal. Okay, um, anybody else want to dial in and discuss any of this? Dial in, or if you want to discuss something else, we're, not, we're probably not going to be here much longer. Please punch that thumb up button on your way in the door. we got 84 thumbs up. We've got 127 eyeballs in here. This is crazy. I mean, this is this is just a, a horrible situation for the, I think, all the, the players involved in this Niner and uh, Raiders situation. Now, granted, the Niners' defense is so good. It's different than Jimmy G's situation. Jimmy G can't go out there and, and manufacture production, whereas Darnold or Trey can manufacture something. Like I'm not saying that McCaffrey's going to bust. And, you know, I fear he's going to get hurt. I'm not saying that Debo's unusable. I'm still drafting him like clockwork in the fourth round because he can still run the ball, catch the ball. But consistency is going to be shot a little bit. 
in my opinion, if there's this quarterback rotation. Number one, Trey is potentially a limited playbook. That's the way Shanahan deals with them. Darnold, we don't even know what to expect. I expect failure. Purdy in there is the best shot for this offense to fire on all cylinders. McCaffrey to get on point. Debo to be. Debo wasn't even used a ton with consistency when Purdy was in there, though. So we do worry about that. Kittle, definitely uh, Purdy can extend plays long enough for Kittle to run a route. And so Purdy is the answer for sure if Purdy is healthy. But I worry about Purdy getting shoved out there too early by the same coach that shoved him back out onto the field after he exited the game with the torn UCL. Hey, my UCL is completely shot. They knew it was shot. They knew he tore his UCL. He couldn't even throw the ball two or three feet. He was like, oh my God, my UCL is completely torn. Hey, oh, our quarterback just got a concussion. I know we just removed you because it was the right thing to do to take you out of the game. You can't throw the football. But guess what? Now you got to go back out there and damage your UCL even more. Let's let's crank that swelling up to a 10 so that you have to wait a month, month and a half to have surgery. That's what I'm going to do with you. Debo going to demand a trade to the Dolphins or Eagles midseason, says Frank. Uh, if things don't go well and this team unravels, don't think that this team can't go the route of either the Niners from last year, back to glory, or the other direction. Keep in mind, the Rams won the Super Bowl with the best team in football. And you, everybody can make fun of the Rams right now and say, oh, the Rams are, are, are garbage, Smitty. Don't call the Niners the Rams. The Rams won the Super Bowl, and walking into that next season, even Niner fans said, this is the favorite. We're going to knock them off. We're going to beat them, but they are the favorite. The Rams unraveled. They unraveled around the quarterback decline and fall and, and breakdown, and obviously Cooper Cup. Don't think that can't happen. Don't think that can't happen to any team. Any team can unravel at any moment. Uh, how talented is Darnold when Aaron Donald is trying to power clean him and press him for, and warm up reps? I don't know. Debo in the sixth six round pick at best. Debo is not falling to the sixth round. He goes in the third. And if you're lucky, he'll fall to the fourth round. So there's no way he's falling that far. So you probably won't own him. And I don't blame you. But Debo's a third to fourth round pick. Probably third. How, uh, let's see, they're... They're not trading Debo, says Cincy Kid. Cincy Kid's not not wrong here, Frank, because the dead cap hit for Debo is insane. So a, a, a Debo trade's probably not going to happen. Here's a Debo Samuel contract. So, Frank, I you got to look at this before you say something like that because it's not going to – it may sound good and may feel like it's something that could happen, but here's the dead cap hit on Debo. Debo's dead cap is insane. If they were to move on from him in 2024, uh, dead cap is 26 million. Here's his dead cap for the next three years. Okay, which basically tells you he's not. They're not moving on from him. Debo Samuel. I mean, anything's possible. But Debo Samuel, if they cut him this offseason, there'd be a 35 million dollar dead cap. Or if they cut him now, if they cut him, which they won't. If they cut him in 2024, he'd be 26 or trade him. 20, 20, I'm not saying they cut him. Sorry, trade him. Um, in 2025, there's a 15 mil dead cap. They can't afford that $26 million in dead cap to even trade him. Um, potential out in 2025, though, would be $15 million in dead cap. That would be their out. But Debo Samuel isn't going anywhere because his dead cap is insane. No way. No way. Same thing with, uh, what is Kirk Cousins' dead cap? 
Um, that's one reason why a Kirk Cousins trade is hard to imagine. Kirk, it was all offseason long, even though it was rumored. Contract, I think his is astronomical amount of dead cap as well. Kirk Cousins dead cap. Jeez. This is what was crazy about all the Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins to a different team talk this offseason. And I didn't understand why it was such a uh, a big topic. But here is Kirk Cousins' contract. And there's just there's just no way he was getting traded or cut, in my opinion. Um, I don't think there was a chance of it. 2023, if he was traded or cut, $48.7 million in dead cap. That's <laughs> just the highest thing I've ever seen. And, and in 2024... Um, those, there's a, I think there's, what's the out on this one? It's 28 million, but let me see real quickly. 2024 automatically void. Uh, full no contract clause. I'm trying to figure out. So I don't, I think they have this out in 2024 potentially. Yeah. So his dead cap, you know, at a certain point will be 28 million. But Kirk Cousins is just getting rid of him wasn't an option. But I do believe the Vikings are exploring, you know, like what what can they do next year to not go down that road? Because it's, it's almost like you're you're putting more you're upside down in your car and you roll it into a new car. Kirk Cousins feels like they're putting more and more they're putting more and more they had to restructure his contract and they put more money on that dead like they couldn't get rid of him. It was like just an upside down car. But he, obviously he's playing well. Not saying they, they want to get rid of him. I'm just saying they talked about it and they couldn't. There's no way to trade him. They couldn't trade him if they wanted to. So now now they after this year, they'll potentially look into, you know, what avenues they want to go, whether they want to extend cousins on a better deal for them, a more team friendly deal, or will they move on to a different quarterback? Will they try and trade for Trey Lance? That was a topic somebody brought up earlier. It was a very good uh a very good suggestion. All right, I'm out of here. I will see oh, who who's on the phone right here? Steve-O, you're still there. Steve-O, I'm sorry, bro. You got anything else? No, no, you're good. I'm still here, yeah. I'm just listening in. Okay, what else you got before I bump you off? Anything else? Oh, sorry. My bad. Um, yeah, as much as I hate to say it, uh, I actually agree with Ron Navy and, and, and with you. Uh, if Darnold's starting week one, I'm, I can't sit here and tell you the Niners are a lock to win. Like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know how much I trust Darnold. Yeah, I I feel like um, I feel like the the Niner defense is good enough to win the game. So uh, you know I don't know how much I would put on it, but I certainly feel like if Sam Darnold's starting, this is going to end disastrous in, in disastrous fashion. But to be honest with you, bro, and I know you don't want to hear this, but and I said it already though, I don't know that I feel like Trey is set up to win. Like I, even if he goes into the lineup, I just feel like shoving him out there against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense and 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 you can't make excuses for him. I mean, Raj and I talked about this on his live the other day. You can't make excuses for him. This is why you brought him in and he's got to step up. Like but the problem is I just don't know if he's there in a mental space to do it against a Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So, similar to Chicago. I mean, what crappy luck does this kid have? He gets pulled from the lineup after winning against the Texans. Jimmy loses it all and they come into the next season he starts against Chicago in the mud, in the mud, and then he breaks his ankle the second game in the rain, in San Francisco in the rain, he can't catch a break. Now he goes into Pittsburgh, 
I mean, remember what Pittsburgh did to Joe Burrow in week one? Joe Burrow was getting rocked in, in week one. Now, granted, the, the Bengals have a better offensive line. I think they'd be more prepared for that scenario. But Joe Burrow got rocked. Like, you think Sam Darnold or Trey Lance is going to do well against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense? Not that the Pittsburgh Steelers defense won't, you know, or that uh, the Niner defense won't give the Pittsburgh offense, you know, some trouble. They will. It'll probably be a, you know, seven to, to three game. <laughs> it's probably going to be the lowest scoring game of the week. Uh, unless the Niner defense just scores all kinds of points or the Pittsburgh defense scores all kinds of points and scores 21 points just on D. I don't know, bro. I just, I, I don't believe Trey Lance is going to succeed in San Francisco no matter what at this point. I don't care if they start him anymore. I'm not in. I'm all out. I'm out on every single Niner quarterback. I want nothing to do with it. And when someone says, no, hey, honestly, should I get Purdy and Trey together? No, because I don't know if Sam Darnold is the guy. Hey, should I get Sam Darnold and Purdy together? No, because I don't know if Trey might somehow start two or three games. I want nothing to do with it. Nothing. No, I agree. Even even though I want Trey to succeed, obviously, no, I, I don't think he will at this point. It's just, it's been too long. Like you said, nothing's really gone well for him. But no, just with Darnold being in, it worries me a lot more with CMC that Kyle's going to run him into the dirt. I Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like, I honestly, that, that scares me. Like, like you said, Pittsburgh's going to key in on CMC, and Shanahan likes to run RBs into the dirt, so that, that worries me even more. Yeah. Well, hey, man, uh, you got the best defense or one of the top two defenses in the National Football League. You got the most amazing, you know, offensive weaponry around. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about if you're a Niner fan, but I, I'm just, I'd be so frustrated as a Niner fan. I'd be, I just, oh, every year. Oh, for sure. No, no. I, I love the team. We're, we're in an all right situation yeah. where we have been in the last while. But yeah, no, it's just this, this whole QB situation has just been, they uh, pooched it right from the word go. So it's just not super frustrating, man. Yeah. All right, my man. Appreciate you. Call right, call sure. in anytime. Later. For sure, man. I, I feel bad for Niner fans. I really do. Because um, they're some of the, the more loyal fans in the in the football space. They really are. And and they have to deal with this quarterback carousel every single offseason. I mean, you trade three first-rounders for a guy. You think you're over that. You think, of, finally, we got a quarterback. Finally, we got our quarterback. Three first-rounders that better be your quarterback. Unreal. See you guys all later. I should have a Bijan Robinson video dropping before the show tonight. I don't even know if I'll get it done in time. It might be something I do on, at the beginning. I might premiere it at the beginning of the show, the 7 p.m. show. Later. I uh, just want to say thank you to Overcome. Overcome, hang tight on the Moo Man stuff. Uh, appreciate you. What time is the, the, the live draft tonight? Live draft tonight. We're not doing live drafts necessarily. We're doing the panic chamber, but um, this would have been a good panic chamber. I should have just did panic chamber on this. But uh, I'll try and find some new players. I won't try and rehash this these topics tonight. Young, appreciate you, my guy. And Clinton, dropping that. Appreciate you, Clinton. See you all tonight. Appreciate you. Leave it on the fields. Just in time. Fields of dreams. Fields like making love. Outstanding in his fields. Fields so good. Fields general. My fields good. Uneven playing fields. Battlefields tested. Fields. Fields. 
He's for real. Uh, uh.